it's an amazing day. I know it's been like two weeks since the last time that I posted, and that's because I have been on my deathbed. Um, thank God for the ancestors protecting and guiding me because I had an ear infection. I had just gotten over a sinus infection, and here I am. And I got a special guest with me. Studio audience, put your hands together. That's Zuri. One audience member. We got Elijah Cyrus. You know, Miley's cousin. Yes. Yes, the only difference is Elijah has to stay black. Like, you can't be flip flopping and going back and forth. So, Eli- I met Elijah in front of Starline Social Club. Social yeah. Club. And for those of you who do not live in the Bay Area and have never been there, it's the damn bar. And we was, I was drunk. Elijah was gorgeous, looking like Winston Duke. And we just like had a conversation and hit it off. So we've had like a couple little dinner parties. And we finally got our shit together to record this podcast. So thank you so much, Elijah, for being my very first guest. Like that's a really big fucking deal. Well, it's an honor. Um, I've watched (laughs) literally most of your podcasts. Thank or you. To, sorry. Thank you. Um, they're chill as fuck. I love listening to them on my way to work, uh, when I'm at the gym, you know, at work. Uh, yes. No, it's great. It's great. Love your energy. Love your vibe. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let's talk a little bit about you before we jump into like all the other <laughs> shit I want to talk about. So you're a musician mm-hmm. and a Taurus. Mm-hmm. So you a get Taurus. on my, you get on my nerves <laughs> and you play music beautifully. So tell us, <laughs> thank you, studio audience. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Oakland. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm originally from the East Coast. Um, I am a Taurus, as you said. Um, (laughs) Now, I'm from the East Coast. Um, I studied music. Um, I was living in LA for a little bit, and then I moved up to Oakland. Uh, I have a few friends that live up here, and I've been up here since. Uh, I've been here for like a year and a half now. Um, Currently working um, at a catering company called the town kitchen ttk okay so um yes ttk check it out if you need some uh catering um <laughs> need some but, some wings and things <laughs> some wings and things um no but I, i've kind of taken a, a break from music um only to you know kind of find stability and um you know just kind of figure out what my next plan is Okay, so basically you're living the life of every artist in this Pretty world. Pretty much, yeah. And like right. I've been doing music, I've been like meeting up with like, you know, other creative individuals and, right. um, you know, kind of just seeing where everyone else is at and like yeah. what, you know, what could be something that I could be doing. Yeah. Um, right now I'm applying to grad school. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, music is kind of the avenue that I want to go down. Um, right. But in Oakland it's kind of underground and... You know, very hidden. You have to like know people in order to really make it in Oakland. Yeah, it's clickish. Yeah, and like there's a lot of raw energy, raw talent, um, but it's all like very, very clickish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of just chilling. Uh, I'm from again from the East Coast, so mm. like. I've been exploring a lot out here and, you know, eating a lot of yummy food. Really? That's interesting. I know you're not talking about in Oakland, though. Where the the yums is it? Yeah. Where the yums? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shouts out to the yums. Where is that, though? (laughs) I mean, you got to go to the holes in the walls. That's true. You're right. There's a lot of nooks and crannies in Oakland that a lot of people overlook. (laughs) That's true. Um, because there's a homeless man sitting right next to it. You Child, know I mean? if the homeless man outside, that's where that's the first no, place I'm going. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the owner, but you, know, <laughs> you, you never know. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's Oakland. It's California. It's Oakland. You know. True. Yeah, that, um, that rent is really uh, hurting me yeah. in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking about good food in mm. Oakland, I do have to say that there is a place called Rockin' Crawfish. Have you been there? Mm, I don't eat a lot of... Anyway, continue. You don't eat shellfish? Nah, I'm... Are you allergic or are you just silly? Probably. I don't 
No, you said you can't. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> you can't just say probably because you don't like something. <laughs> now you're allergic to it. Okay. So funny. Um, there was, and then there's actually your favorite place, Starline, has really good food. Yeah, they started, which is weird because I think that they just started having like a lot of really good. You know, they started uh, serving. You know, like full food. dinners. Yeah, like it's a restaurant during the day. And then it's, you know, where we pop up at seas at night. I so. know, I love that place. <laughs> I love that place so yeah, much. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, it's great energy. And again, I meet awesome people at Starline. Yeah, um, you met me. So, yeah, so like, it's a, a hub you know, of creativity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's do this little thing. I, I want to know about, uh, of course, you told me a lot about your experience at Oakland. Mm-hmm. Let's do the good, the bad, and the in-between. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that literally can be just far-reaching and just okay. anything that comes to your mind first, okay? Yeah. So I'm just going to throw one of those things at mm-hmm. you and whatever comes to your mind mm-hmm. first. Spill it. Fucking spill it, okay? Yeah. okay. All right. The in-between. In-between. Um, I think that there's a mixed bag between of like really old, mm-hmm. you know, old people, older people who, you know, have family, kids, right. you know, the whole shebang. And then you have the people who are, you know, the young adults. Right. Um, there's no, there's no middle ground when it comes okay. to, you know, financials or, yeah. you know, uh, jobs. Yeah. Um, you either have to be really, really experienced or it's, you're going to get paid shit. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's a lot of opportunities out here, which is great, but they're not paid well. Okay. You know. Um, I think that's interesting like, that, that that's like your concept, huge, yeah. Yeah, there's like a huge spectrum of, I mean, there's there's a spectrum of, you know, uh, youth and, you know, older people who mm-hmm. kind of like ha- work in tech or, you right. know, um, and kind of have already found their way and like moved here because, you know, they've kind of already found um, the things that they are good at or, you know, they've already found their companies right. that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the between, I guess, is more of just, like, there's also, there's, like, a lot of opportunities, but they're not that great. Yeah. You know? there, yeah, there are a lot of opportunities, but um, the opportunity is limited depending on if you are involved in tech or not. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, I think the opportunity for creatives mm-hmm. is here, but it's it's one of those find a way or make one type of deals. Right. And you could kind of do that anywhere, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I moved to Oakland and I just thought shit was going to be like in my lap. Right. But really, it's the same it's grind. Like, just. Yeah. There's oceans here. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's There's just no barbecue. Right. All right. um, The bad. The bad. It's hella expensive. It's so fucking expensive. It's too expensive. Um, Yeah. 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 Which is like a trickle down thing because it just affects everything else. No, it really does. And like, it affects, you know, where you live, you know. Uh, food. Yep. Well, for young adults, it's like, well, can't I? I can only go to a certain grocery store because produce is so cheap over here. Right. It's just like a whole bunch of bullshit. So. Yeah. And, oh, and how old are you again? I'm 24. 24. My birthday's next month. Hey. When is it? The 23rd. The 23rd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, y'all, when he's saying young adult, he really means like. Young adult. Very young adult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with you that mm-hmm. the bad is that the cost of living here is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I don't even want to be that person that's like naming how much I'm paying for rent, mm-hmm. but it's more than a thousand dollars okay i just put that out there it's way more than a thousand (laughs) dollars and um that's you know the most i've ever paid in my life but it's just something about being close to to the beach i think well and that 
turns into and and less talk and yeah Yeah. the good um for me personally i think that oakland is this amazing hub of um art you know well culture i guess in general um you know there's so many different walks of life here you'll there's a niche for literally anything here whether it's in Oakland or it's in San Francisco, it's there's true. always going to be people doing whatever the fuck you love. Like you could be into, yeah. you know, sewing cats onto fucking sweatshirts. And <laughs> you will find a random ass. There will be a meetup with yeah, 65 meet people. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, well, looks like I'm going to the city. <laughs> uh, I'm getting on bar. Yeah, getting on bar. Yeah, like. That's um, true. That's true. You know, uh, I do. I just love. That's so true. I love the fucking energy in Oakland. Like you feel it every single time you come here. Come here. Like, yeah, sure. You'll go to the city, and you'll be like, okay, like it's very busy here. Like, mm-hmm. Just like a buzzing. Yeah. Here it's like it's so much chiller, and yeah. like people are just like so. They they love what they do. It's the know? it's that perfect in between thing. Yeah. Where if it it is like a really like small. It's like a small, big city. Yeah. It reminds me yeah. a lot of Memphis, mm. but in terms of like, Mem- Memphis is on the come up right now, so yeah. I can't really say that Oakland is more progressive in terms of like creative output, mm. but I will say that being in Oakland does something for the creative spirit mm. because you can be yourself. You can be a cat sewing trans <laughs> woman fucking black anything you can yeah, be anything right, poly right. you can um be outwardly expressive with mm-hmm. your sexuality in a way um that i think directly affects your creative output that yeah. you can't be where i'm from in the right, south right. um did you experience anything like that where you're from or do you feel like most mostly where you're from is pretty open because um, we come from were, two different were, East, were, and yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were they were closeted racists and homophobes. Like uh-huh. it was, I grew up in the town of Dartmouth College, so everyone was extremely pretentious, and like it wasn't the racism or like homophobia wasn't blatant. Yeah, it was. There were like subtle undertones. Oh you know? God! What, so do you think? Of, yeah, do you think that's similar in like San Francisco though? Um, I mean, the gays were invented in San Francisco. So. Well, the gays were invented, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like the gays were like um, they're definitely organic gays, mm-hmm. but I feel like the racism is also very organic. I never, I've never seedless. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seedless. <laughs> seedless. <laughs> um, I guess, but have you spent a lot of time in San Francisco? No, right? I, it's I, more I spend, you go partying. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, not spend nights. Ooh, like, what a hotel. I, <laughs> I spent the night please. there. Yeah. <laughs> right, from 12 to 4 in the morning. Not hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel you. Okay, that's fair. Well, that's what, do you th- what do you think about uh, in terms of um, racial discrimination in Oakland? Do you feel like you're pretty comfortable? Do you feel like there is like a thing? Because, I mean, we have to be honest. It's being gentrified yeah. pretty badly yeah. right now. Um, and it's kind of weird because we also are we a part of that problem? Right, right. Because we're not from here, and we're willing to pay upwards. Exactly. Th- into um, the thousands. So two things. Yes, I feel like we are part of the problem, but I think we haven't changed the racial dynamic. I feel like we yeah. definitely. Um, enforced it a lot more. It's yeah. like a lot, a lot of black people do live in West Oakland, East Oakland. Right. Well, a lot of Mac, uh, Hispanic people live in uh, East Oakland. Yeah, you better get that right. You yeah, heard that? Right. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Don't you had them DM oh, and beat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shouts out to all of y'all. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Black and brown united unity. <laughs> you and I Okay. But continue. And then, like, more, yeah. Towards, you know, um, Jack London Square, there's like the Asian community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel like we do add to the racial dynamic of Oakland, yeah. which is great, but we are also feeding into the gentrification when it comes to paying rent. Right. It's because we 
and that we do we can't afford these apartments that are fucking and we do a lot of we do a lot of work that a lot of people who've been here for 30 years might not necessarily have the capabilities to do if you were 70 and you've been living in West Oakland you know your parents lived in West Oakland and you're 70 years old and you've been here you're not necessarily about to go wait tables you know you're not going to be walking dogs in San Francisco shout shout out to my job you know (laughs) you know um there because there are a lot of things that it's the game is to have multiple hustles right. out here. I mean, that's what it is, though. It's like, yeah. in order to survive out here, you either have to be working in tech, which yeah. is selling your soul to Satan. Yeah. Um, or... I might give him a little... No, it's okay. No, let's move on. Yeah. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Yeah. 150K a year, please. I'll do it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, but I mean, the other... The other thing is, I do sometimes... So, I work for a company that employs, you know, Oakland youth or, like, re-entry from the foster care system. Yeah. Um, And so, they're young men and women of color. Um, And a lot of the time, we work for big companies. So, um, we'll go to these companies in San Francisco and... You know, I'm not I'm not from Oakland. You know, I was I'm pretty privileged considering where I come from. Yeah. Um, and like my social standing. Yeah. Um so I don't consider myself to be an Oakland youth, even though I do live in Oakland and I am kind of a youth or like mid youth. You're youthful. Yeah, youthful. Right. Whatever. So i you know, we go to these companies and you know, our 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 mantra for our company is you know, we employ Oakland youth. So a lot of these companies assume because I am a person of color that I am one of these re-entry youths. Oh, okay, or, yeah. You know, which is, I mean, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. It's whatever, you know. But it's one of those things where it's that's racism as well. You know, yeah. they're, they're assuming because I am working for this company that I am, you know, I am a re- re-entry youth. Yeah. Right? troubled you that you're a part of the foster yeah. care system and like or... they, they are you know I'm the reason why they are doing what they're doing like no that's not right you know, right I'm, I'm here to support the cause yeah rather than yeah you know I'm not taking from other than like getting paid but like I'm not taking I'm <laughs> not using is... their yeah I'm yeah. not using their resources to be you know you're not foster you yeah, I mean exactly like I guess I, I I I know where what you mean by that because I used to work with foster youth in uh, Sacramento, mm-hmm. and um, the people it was a nonprofit, mm-hmm. which nonprofit is just uh, slang for we gonna pay you pennies <laughs> to help the children, and uh, some of like the upper management, like the people who do the grant writing and stuff like that, which whatever would come and they would do the same thing. They would be like, I mean, God, how are you? How yeah. long have you like been in the system? And I'm like, you mean the system by which I work for you? Yeah, like, you need payroll? <laughs> yeah, you need payroll? You be HR? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure like, out. Well, you know what's funny that you said that? This happened to me too within the company. And like, this is a really small company. And But the thing is, I mean, I'm not... I'm not bashing on any race or anything right. like you, you know, can bash them here on this show. I mean, okay, well, say what you but mean. you know they're not they're not people of color. They white, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they white? Okay, <laughs> no surprise but, there. I yeah, thought that's what like, we was talking about. Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, child. <laughs> this is a this is listen. Cut. You can come in this house and you can call Hispanics Mexicans and you can call a pretzel by his name. Okay. You don't have to be shy about that. But yeah, um, it's a yeah working uh, in nonprofits like that can get like kind of um, it's layered. It's a layered. Mm. I also do work part-time at a non-profit music organization but it's not it's not like the fuck the yeah, the foster youth thing is different than the music yeah, organization yeah. right so i also work for a, a company that um has music programs for like youth and adults 
Okay. But that's a whole other story. That's so. beautiful. Yeah, and it's like a side Why don't you tell so. us a little about that? Because, um, child, if it's boring, yeah. I'll just cut it out, honey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but... Yeah, so what are you... T- so I mean, is there I'm, something you're I'm, passionate about? Is there something you want to talk about? I mean, eventually... So, again, I was, I was raised, you know, very privileged. Um, now, that's something I did not know about you. Well, I only say it in terms of... Like, I didn't have, like... I wasn't raised by, like, white people. Yeah. You know, my mom's a, a single mother, but she's also an ER doctor. So... She's know, a doctor? Yeah. And she... She went... Yeah. <laughs> the studio audience is going yeah, wild. Yeah. Because like, we love a black doctor. Yeah. Okay? Like we love... We love single mothers who can support their five children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and like, I remember you telling me yeah, about that. Yeah. Like, that's... That's a huge... That's, like, my mom's an icon... She is a lot of my black female friends, which is fucking awesome because you know it you don't you don't see that a lot. Not raising five kids, not single, no. Right. You don't see that a lot. Because to go through just the process in which you have to to become a doctor, people need support. Yeah. Like and usually that comes in the form of a partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that doesn't come uh, it doesn't normally look like giving a piece of yourself to five children right. Right. during that process. Exactly. And like yeah. paying for college. Like, I would, you know, it's funny because uh, whole other, that's a whole other thing. But what I was going to say is, you know, I grew up in a really primarily white, like my family was, you know, one of the few black families. There were black other black kids, but they were raised by, you know, white parents, adopted by white parents. Okay. Um, lot of information I know (laughs) I mean it's a lot of information but there is so many questions that can be raised yeah 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 I mean if you want to if you want to ask them yeah I I want you to continue though so you were raised um so I you know I was raised by my my african-american mother yeah um and you know we were doing okay you know for a little bit I mean we weren't doing great but after like a certain, like a, after a while, she started working for her uh, free clinic, as well as working or like teaching at Dartmouth College, nice. and um, working at like the local hospital or whatever. Um, so like she started being able to, she was able to, you know, help us through through college and like kind of support us through that. But you know, coming to Oakland where there's children who don't, who aren't. Mm-hmm. lucky enough to be like you know yeah. to have that support system um or just like not even Oakland but Oakland kind of like made me realize more wow okay. that you know there there aren't art programs art or music programs in some of these schools yeah um and like working for this organization has kind of you know planted the seeds for me Okay, so that sounds of, like that that is giving you like a lot yeah, of growth. Yeah, like, I've I've always wanted to you know give back. Yeah. Um and uh you know help support not the studio <laughs> the peanut gallery back here. <laughs> um, but like to be able to you know help fund these music programs has always been something that I wanted to you know be a part of. Um, I did my senior thesis on it, actually, and how important music development or music uh, programs help with development of, you know, you, uh, like younger children. Yeah. 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 Um, it helps with their like, um, you know, create obviously creative drive or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, as well as their you know interpersonal skills and like. It also shapes who they are, who mm-hmm. they're going to be in as an adult. Yeah. So, you know, it's like really important. And working for this company has been like very eye-opening for me. Um, and that's, you know, what that's an interesting perspective because I'm kind of like not exactly on the opposite end mm-hmm. of that background, but mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, where um, I'm from North Memphis, which yeah. is um, economically a struggling 
community, mm. especially when I was growing up. Mm. Um, you know, my dad had issues with addiction, mm-hmm. um, and my mom stepped in and out of being a single parent for a lot of my life. Uh, so people coming into the schools that I went to and um, being given grants and scholarships and things of that nature to do creative work mm-hmm. saved me. Right. right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like so they, it's have, like... they, have a, they have an outlet to express themselves. Right. right. Well, you had an Yeah, outlet. I had an yeah. outlet to yeah. express it. And look at me. Yeah, yeah. Look at God. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But, so um, you, yeah. your movie just came out yeah, well, my movie is actually not out yet. Uh, um, the trailer the just trailer dropped. Yeah, okay. um, the, and, and guys, if you don't know exactly what Elijah <laughs> is, is speaking of, um, I recently wrote and directed a film called FOMO, um, Fear of I'm Missing so, Out. I'm Thank so you. Excited. I'm, I'm so excited to see it. I'm honestly. really excited about it. Um, yeah, so the trailer just dropped. Mm-hmm. If you want to see that trailer, you can... Um, follow me on Instagram. That's underscore Zorane underscore truly. Formerly your new stepmom. Uh, you know, now I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, you know, tiptoe, tiptoe about my business. I got three, <laughs> I got three other Instagrams. Is it, what is it called? Fistas? Yeah. I got, a, I got a few Fistas. Um, <laughs> but you can follow me at underscore Zorane underscore truly to see um, the trailer and I'm really I'm really excited about it it looks really good yeah um, if you need a music supervisor let me know you know I I really got um, very lucky shouts out to um, Cameron um, Chris and Virgos all these people who um, lended their music to the soundtrack oh, for okay. FOMO. Right on. Absolutely amazing. Now, what I yeah. will, what I would love for you to do is compose something I for know. the Nuance Podcast. Oh, okay. The Nuance Podcast. Right. Right. Don't the Nuance Podcast ain't got no theme music. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, Other than a little bebop and doo wop <laughs> that they, that comes <laughs> with this app, but um, no, that would that would be a, a nice a little beat. Soft shoe that <laughs> that comes with with the app, but I am excited about that. Okay, so uh, we've got to know Elijah Cyrus, aka Winston Duke, lookalike. Y'all, <laughs> I went and saw us this weekend, and I was like, if that is not my friend, I don't know who is. Okay, like, wow, looks just like him. Woo. Okay, so we about 30 minutes in. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back with some topics. Okay, because so much has gone on in the last two weeks that I have not got an opportunity to talk about. You know I got to talk about um, my homegirl, Jesse, the gay Tupac. You know I got to talk about his lawyer. I have to talk about Kodak Black, ugly, ugly, nasty ass. Um, talk a little bit about us. I won't do any uh, spoilers or anything, but I definitely have to talk about it. So we'll be right back. Bye. and shit um hopefully this new position you can hear us both pretty clearly if not child just cut it up shit um i'm back with my very special guest elijah cyrus Woo, y'all didn't see this but that was just like a high kick all types of shit um so we were we're gonna talk about a couple of things that happened during the last two weeks, week, and today. So, Elijah, did you see the cover of Essence? I did. And Issa Rae is a goddess from heaven. She looks so she good. She is bringing back all that black back. I, she is. I am a she huge is. fan. She is gorgeous. Um, I love what she's done with Insecure. Oh, it's um, so good. She, she's really, really making a name for herself. And I just want to be like her. I just want to be like her. Three more strong female. Black um, leads. Black leads, yeah. Yeah, she she looks oh, absolutely amazing. She's coming out with amazing. a movie, too. Um, yeah, she's coming out with that movie, it's Little. Like, little, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it has, I. this is so bad. Look it up. Look up little because um 
I I know that that's the peanut gallery in the background, y'all. Regina Hall. <laughs> is it Regina Hall? Yes, Regina Hall is in it, but I'm talking about the young lady that's uh, in from, it from, from Blackish. Blackish yeah. Um, she uh, is like the know. first. Is, is it through her production company or something weird? I have no idea. She's some sort of like baby girl genius, but yeah, oh, sure. Issa Rae is gonna be. Yeah, she's going to be executive producer. That is my production what? assistant in the background, smoking a blunt and whispering. Uh, Marseille Martin. Marseille Martin. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she is just... I mean, hey, she's wearing glasses, so she must be smart. She's so. wearing glasses, and she's reading <laughs> you hoes your rights, okay? She is, like, absolutely amazing. Yeah. She's amazing she's on funny. Blackish. Yeah. Little's going to be... Perfect. Did, yeah. Because have you ever seen that movie with um come on, Tom Hanks and it's called Big. <laughs> have you seen it? I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, so basically <laughs> Little is the black girl spinoff mm-hmm. of this movie that Tom Hanks did in the eighties called uh, Big. And in the movie, um Tom Hanks and I, this gotta be yeah, it is Tom Hanks. He goes to like a fortune teller and somehow it ends up turning him into an adult. Interesting. Right. And he like lives his life <laughs> as an adult with all this money because he's white yeah. and oh. he just automatically has it. I don't remember <laughs> the whole there's some holes in this plot. But I do remember that he was very rich and it looks like in little is gonna be kind of the same thing because mm-hmm. um She's like an executive or something. Yeah. Power suits. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Twist outs. It looks great. Yeah. Okay. It's um, be a movie and Issa Rae. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a movie for our times. Um, a classic. <laughs> okay, so speaking of classic, I went to see us this weekend. Mm, how was it? I need to go see it. Woocha. Woocha lay, honey. <laughs> it was. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I'm just going to say it was really good. Your brother Winston was in it, child. Your cousin was in it. (laughs) You were in it, right? (laughs) Which is really scary because that's one of the themes in the movie is, you know, doppelganger, tethered type of the world and shit. So it does kind of make me nervous. Like, are you? I don't want to even think. If you came over here dressed in all red, then I would have been fucked up. That's a reference. (laughs) A lot of people, that's going to go over a lot of people's heads. But that's a reference, you know, to the movie. Um, I saw us this weekend. Really good. We can't talk about it because brother Elijah (laughs) hasn't actually went to see it. But... Y'all, I'm just telling you right now. I go on Tuesday, so it's $5. Okay, so on Tuesday, y'all, we're going to get a review. get some popcorn Get a few, Get a few kernels. Some kernels. Some kernels. The movie theater we went to, this is like revolutionary. The popcorn they had there, it was like cheddar popcorn. And um, caramel popcorn. So it was uh, like the Chicago mix. Uh. Yeah, but they had it divided. And it was warm, too. Oh, yeah. We get those for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, me too. I get them for Christmas. It's not Christmas. (laughs) They just got it at the movie. It felt like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely felt like Christmas. Um, But yeah, y'all go see um, us so good. I... (sighs) I have a few complaints. <clears throat> there are a few things that I do need to get off my chest, but I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna I'm keep it tight. I'm gonna keep it tight until next week, cause y'all niggas don't really have that many excuses not to go see this film. Okay, so go see it and then come back to Nuance Podcast. All right. So the next person I want to bring up um, is the gay Tupac. Are you familiar with him? Um, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know the surface, the surface issues, but yeah, you know, I try to not dive into any of, dive deeper into any of, you know, the, his bullshit the, or or just like pop culture bullshit, you know? Yeah, but I mean, the, I know, I know this is, I know this is like a very, this is like a civil, it's like, like a really interesting, 
you know, topic. Yeah. Because this is, you know, it's revolutionary. I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't like, say it's revolutionary. I would just say that I think it's really interesting because when we think of, like... It touches on a lot of, like, very popular issues in in pop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, One being canceling people based on uh, whether we believe what they say or not, whether we agree with their politics, whether we like how they dress or if they got baby hair. If, like, (laughs) there are, like, various, like, factors that go into just, like, the cancellation of people. Um, As well as the conversation on hate crimes Mm. so it kind of combines like so many different like elements as well as today his lawyer was arrested um for trying to extort money from nike 25 million dollars from nike child i don't know what trade secret he know who been down to the bathroom sucking dick? <laughs> who wife got cheated on? Who been beaten? And who knows? Like what? What could you know about Nike? So my question is that you can blackmail them. What, I don't get it. What What does Nike have to do with any of this? Um. Oh, what, with so, Jesse Smollett? Yeah. Well, I think it ties back into how outrageous the Jesse Smollett case has become. Oh, okay. To begin with, yeah. Jesse says 18 dudes came out of Subway, hit him 18? over the head. Just kidding. Only two <laughs> came out of Subway yeah. wearing um, Make America Great Again hats, poor bleach on him, put a noose around his neck, and according, you know, the quote unquote Jesse, he fought back. Mm. I fought back. <laughs> I'm the gay Tupac. Um, and I'm not saying I don't believe him. I just think that is a hilarious thing to say. Yeah. Um, so that happens. And then the Chicago Police Department comes out with all of this information um, saying that, you know, they believe that he lied, that there were two Nigerian people involved in it who were um, actors on the set of Empire, that they practice this um, hate crime, yeah. this stage hate crime, yeah. a couple days before, that he wrote a check for it. First of all, this man is under 40, okay? Right. He ain't write a check for nothing, especially not to <laughs> stage a hate crime. Well, I think That's the, whole, not the true. whole reason was to, you know, get more money from Empire, right? The, yeah, that was supposed to be his motive. Right. But the fact but, that he would write a check, that doesn't make sense. I mean... He didn't. If he that. ain't got no money, why are he writing checks for people to beat his ass? No, like, this is, all of it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Right. Yeah. None of it. And then the Chicago Police Department actually mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. and had to take back those statements because they weren't true. <sighs> they were Ugh. all lies. However, yes. they also said that they had enough evidence against him to move forward on an indictment. So he's being charged with like 16 counts of like felony, like fraud and filing police reports and I think the reason why this is so interesting to me because there are so many layers to it. One being the conversation um, a lot of like black people are having like how is it that this man who filed a false police report or called the police falsely is is what they are accusing him of. But when Becky at the barbecue down to the Oakland calling (laughs) about a grill, she gets to walk away. And countless people who call the police on just black people for just being black walk away. You know, just get to walk away. So, I don't know. I... I just really like it's funny because at this point I don't even care if I believe him or not. Right. Like that's become such a secondary issue yeah. to what he's brought up. But it's like the fact that they aren't believing him or they're coming they're coming up with all these different, you know, reasons why not to believe him. Yeah, why would you release those things to the media? Right. And this is something that you know, not just the Chicago Police Department, but police departments in general, in general have yeah. been. I mean, 
quick to do. We all know what we do with pigs. So. <laughs> I don't fry them up because I don't dine on swine. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I just, I just think it's interesting that not only does this open up a conversation about all of those things and about um, who do you believe if somebody because you know a lot of like cancel culture mm. has kind of spills over to like the Me Too movement right. they always believe in the victim yeah and this brings up a conversation like do you like do you always believe the victim like is it wrong to have some kind of doubt when someone comes to you and says that something bad happened to them right like I don't know. You know, but yeah, I watch a lot of Law and Order where. No, it's like that's, you know, people take advantage of that sometimes. But being able to discern whether or not somebody is lying to you about something is that yeah. whole other thing. Or. You know, there might be some truth to what they're saying, but it's not necessarily the full truth. Yeah. But, you know, you got to take it. Your first reaction should be to believe believe that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, you shouldn't doubt somebody. It's dangerous. Exactly. Because, like, one that makes that person, even if it was true, that makes that person feel like shit. Yeah, because then that's what Jesse was saying, that he's going through it two times. Right. One, because he went through it, and now people are doubting him, and now he is, he literally was arrested. Yeah, like, he has to keep that shit to people, and it's like, that is so trying on the human mind. And now his lawyer has just been arrested. But it's again, just now, so much. But again, now it's, it's like it, his life is empire. Right. <laughs> like I his, guess his, his life literally is empire. Like, can we just like talk about it for a second? Because I don't know if you husband been watching Empire, but unfortunately, I am dating someone who is a fan of Empire. So I am See, like, I, I am just like completely over having to. <laughs> Okay, y'all, you, you hear that there's an interruption. Um, and that's because someone really enjoys my um, Terrence Howard impression. <laughs> uh, I might. I might. Cookie might. <laughs> Karma don't come back like that might. It's a little rusty. Um, but no, his life is an episode of, of Empire. And... <laughs> It's getting like more and more outrageous, and I'm just really looking forward, looking forward to uh, seeing what happens with that. Okay, let's move on. All right, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was Kodak Black, the ugliest nigga on earth. <laughs> That's number one. That's his first title. Um, also, a very disrespectful young man. Not only are you ugly, but you ignorant. Uh, you can't be both in this world, but Kodak Black has just every time he just really outdoes himself. A couple months ago, he was talking about how he doesn't date dark skinned women because they too strong, child. He love a good, wholesome yellow woman because they know they place. Um, and he's showing his love for yellow women because he has really been harassing young ma have you heard about this no i have not actually okay well Um, i'll just break it down look clearly elijah has not heard of any spill the tea okay let me spill it let me spill it real quick so um kodak black has been harassing young ma who is one of my favorite stud rappers um outside of Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, Kodak Black has been making like these weird advances at her. He has a line in the song talking about that as long as she still got pussy, I'm going to hit it. Oh, Jesus. Which is rough mm-hmm. for me because that means that anything with pussy, you're going to hit it. There are a lot of animals and mammals just lying around out here that you willing to Okay. Um, and young mom was like, this is weird. Like, can you? I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a whole nigga. Like, um, and it's just been really awkward, but it did make me think a lot about how 
that like the hip hop culture and just the culture in general um, thinks about women on such a low scale that he's just willing to disrespect her just because she got a pussy. (laughs) Like, I will fuck you because you got a pussy and I don't care because you you got a pussy. It's 2019. You know, you would think that rap would be some sort of, be in some sort of, you know, progression where, you know, there wasn't homophobia or there wasn't... (laughs) There wasn't, you know... Now, that's a conversation. You know... I don't know if it... Let's get into it. Well, I mean, (laughs) will it... I I guess, in a way, hip-hop has progressed a lot in terms of really acknowledging that there are gay men that rap. Exactly. Um, I would... (laughs) So... Oh, surprise! Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like, that is such... I mean, taboo is a really strong word to use, but, like... It, it, is, it was. Ta- it, is, it is a taboo. It was a taboo. You know, gay men, gay black men, you know, or, you know. No, that's right. Yeah, gay black men, you know, mascu- masculinity is so fragile when it comes to gay bl- or black men. Yeah. That it, for gay black men to not only, you know, submerge themselves in such a very masculine culture. Yeah. It's hard for it's hard for any other gay man, gay black man to relate to rap. Right. And that's why a lot of, you know, gay black men don't listen to rap music. Is that right? I mean, I don't. I mean, I do, but like I'm not But there's such a like renaissance happening with gay black men in hip hop right now where you yeah. have this like duality of not and not necessarily just gay black men, um, because everybody loved that song, um, Boy Pussy. Okay, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't watch it a couple times. That's a bop. Um, but outside of that, um, like things like Candy. Have you have you heard of Candy? Bye. Uh, that's the artist. Is Candy? <laughs> ah, goop. Yes, the artist is Candy, and she's actually on Wild and Out also. Actually, his pronouns are he, but she, because she's so fucking fierce, you know what I mean? Um, But it's like the wigs and the nails, and and it's a really, I mean, it's a really big deal to be able to cut on MTV and it be a show that is all black people, and there's a, a drag queen. Yeah. That's that's a rapper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, but the problem with that is that the toxic part of masculinity, right? right? So the homophobia as well as the bashing of a woman, mm-hmm. even though you you know just really just gonna ignore her sexuality, like exactly. she clearly don't want your dick, right. and if she do want some dick, I really highly doubt. That the first person that young ma is gonna be like, you know what? I'm really in the mood for some dick tonight. Where is Kodak Black? <laughs> I'm really waiting on all of that thick, round <laughs> body that Kodak Black. Like, fuck you, Kodak Black. What the fuck is wrong with you? Stop being weird. You I mean, can't stop being ugly. We need to. Like, you can't. So, I'm going to give you that. But it's just like, stop being ignorant. Re- respect women, whether yeah. they're studs or, or everything not. in between. Yeah. Even if they're a little funky looking. It's like, <laughs> right. If that, but, it's I mean, good. my thing is, he want people to respect him. So, yeah, like, you're going to have to, like... See, you know, rap music and, you know... You know, one person that I do respect, though, as a homosexual uh, artist, Mm -hmm. that's a male, is Frank Ocean. A lot of his music music I stand for Frank Ocean. A lot of his music is about, you know, his relationship with men and... Well, he's bisexual. Yeah. But his relationships with men and women. Yeah. And, like, you don't get that a lot in music. Uh, I don't really know as far as in like like my generation there was no one who 
had that type of like duality and was honest about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely no one. So we can't even like Frank Ocean is And like everyone loves Frank Ocean anyway, you know? I heard that he was shitty live though. Oh I'm sure. But I mean I mean I love him regardless and I would I love, pay I love his energy. I, I love his energy. I, love I would energy. give I my kid I love his yeah I to see him. him. Yeah. I would give him Whatever, like, I give him a blowjob. It's fine. I, I wouldn't suggest that you give him a blowjob to get us tickets, bitch. Like, the fuck? Um, no, but yeah, that I I love Frank Ocean. You're right. I think that his presence really did open the door for a bigger conversation on what it looks like to be a black man mm. and to be cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And that's a whole nother conversation. It's like, what what does cool look like? Because right. a lot of our culture, male or female, is based on that cool factor. That cool vibe, yeah. Yeah, being black is yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody wants to be black, so... Everybody want to be black until you get pulled over by the police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's you know, right, everybody want to be black when they're doing their baby hair in the mirror, but <laughs> <laughs> you got to look in the rearview mirror. Well, that's when the problem starts. That, though, it's like... Uh, again, grew up in the East Coast. Yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, you should, you know, get an afro and like all this shit. And I was like, you're only saying that because you can't have an afro. Not trying to tell you what to do with your hair. Yeah, I was like, okay. Not you should. You know what would be cool? (laughs) Yeah. If you had a fucking fro. (laughs) It's like, what are you going to do with the afro? Yeah. What, you gonna touch it? Like, that's exactly like, what it is. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly <next. that's> <laughs> Yeah, I've got I mean, you know, that's that's a part of just uh I think but the you experience. Know but you know what though? It's I I absolutely love being a person of color. Yeah. Like, I love it. I do too, it's fun. Because most people wanna be it. Yeah. They can't. They can't. They could never no. and, and I, I, yeah, it's, yeah. We have such a bomb ass culture. Yeah. That you know we are we are literally taking over this fucking world. Like well, this country for sure. First, we. I mean, I mean, yeah. However, don't doubt it. It has been very difficult. <laughs> I'm trying not to doubt it. It has been very difficult no, considering, yeah. you know, recently. I don't know if you've heard about this. Where uh, Becky, did you watch Full House? Are you yeah. old enough for that? Child, I don't know what you are. I was getting a boner from Uncle Jesse. So, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Jesse was a bad boy. I was okay? seven years old, son. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse was a bad boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, his bitch <laughs> and Becky has been having some issues with the law. Have you heard about that? I, I actually did hear about this. What do you a, think about sub, that? There were a few celebrities that were um, you know, paying off colleges or like administra- admissions offices. Mm-hmm. And coaches. They were they had their kids taking the ACT um at that down to the house. Mm-hmm. You got your laptop <laughs> beside you? Are you taking the ACT SAT? That's insane. Yeah. I mean that's something that's been going on forever. Right. But finally they have like exposed like a full like ring of people yeah. who have been paying millions William of dollars. H. Macy, uh, Frank from Shameless, his wife was doing the same thing. <gasps> so, Not Frank! Yeah, well, it's Frank. I mean, his <laughs> real life is Shameless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, these, these actors, they shit just keep spinning but, into their lives. But that's one of those things, it's like, that's that white privilege right there, though. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's very, very so, dangerous. All your white, all your white listeners, beware. The two of y'all, you know, the be two, careful. The two. They actually, them two, they ain't got enough money to do any of this. Y'all in the same boat as me. Um, what, that, yes, interesting that you said uh, we're, we're talking about the dangers of white privilege. I hate that I didn't write her name down. Have you heard about the Theranos girl? 
So there's this white lady who just made up a company, just pulled a company out of her ass and was like, you know, so, you know, normally when you're testing for uh, diseases, you need to give blood and you give a lot of blood, right? I'm sure you've been tested for at some point for something. Um, but her claim was that her company was able to test for over 200 diseases with um, a finger prick. She didn't made she didn't fucked up the church's money, okay? <laughs> it didn't work, never worked, was a whole lie, but somehow she was so she was so conniving and just she was such a good scammer mm. that she um got donations and um money for over 400 million dollars for her company. Fuck. She got a partnership with Walgreens. So for two years, Walgreens was partnered with this company that was supposed to be testing people for diseases. They it, it didn't work. None of it worked. So they were sending out false information <laughs> to people. So think about that. Like if you go get te- people were being tested for syphilis. Out of those 200 people, they didn't know which ones actually tested positive or which ones actually tested negative. So they was rolling dice. They was playing Monopoly <laughs> with people's sexual health, diabetes, heart disease, everything that yeah. you test for in blood. She literally just made up some shit. $400 million. She's actually... um in court right now because obviously she's been sued for a lot of things she did pay her lawyers they said that as far as like refunds and paying people back these investors she's already spent like 300 million dollars but if she walks away from this with a million dollars she has won she not only did she have a partnership with walgreens and walgreens is everywhere so everyone has been affected by this they also had her machines testing the blood of machines. uh so the machine that she invented was the one that is invented. supposed to be able <laughs> I know it sounds so stupid. It's so crazy. The fuck that that this so it's all like apparently she also had a partnership with the US government mm. to to like have these te- testing machines on um in like war zones or something I, child, I don't know all I know is she was getting the coin in the bag and she wasn't fumbling it okay she flipped that bitch <laughs> she flipped that hoe um but yeah just to think that Everything she did was a lie, but she was able to move past those lies because of her privilege and put hundreds of people at risk. And this lady could have been the fucking devil for all they knew, and they gave her $400 million. You know what I mean? So um, just the danger of privilege. And I I recently just watched a documentary about her on HBO. I'm going to... I'm gonna. What's her name? Production assistant. Do you have your phone? Can you just look it up? Or Elisha, you can look it oh, up. Oh yeah. Thanos. Thanos. It's like T H A N O E. Theranos. Theranos. <laughs> Not Walgreens. <laughs> the first search. Walgreens. Theranos. What is oh, her name? Jesus. Her name is Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, a basic ass name. Elizabeth Holmes, a fool. (laughs) And they compared her to Steve Jobs because she always wore the turtleneck. She was a wonderful actress. Look at that size. So that that little, um, so we're looking on on Google right now and I'm showing, and we're looking at the pictures of Elizabeth Holmes because she was able to fool all these people, all these prestigious people with a turtleneck and a bad hair job. Like she, (laughs) she deserves every coin that she got. She deserves every coin that she got, child. Every coin. Okay, so um, (laughs) that 
exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like everything goes back to the gay Tupac. Mm. Um, I really appre- I appreciate him for uh, bringing all those things to the light. So no, we that, didn't we didn't know he could play the fiddles. So. Okay. <laughs> Everybody when I, when I can now this is something in real life I cannot fucking wait mm-hmm. to see how this turns out. Like there hasn't been anything recently that I was like, that's that's Elijah's phone going off, child. Just the yeah. the hotline is jumping. Okay, cute city girls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see um, how that plays out. But I want to thank you so much. For being my very first guest on the Nuance Podcast. Everybody put your hands together for Elijah. Now's the time to clap. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. No, honestly, I've been waiting to be on this. I've been daydreaming about this. Um, <laughs> you know, just being able to have a bunch of random people listen to me talk. Mm-hmm. Listen to me then about random shit. To you. Like, and just, no, this is great. Great energy. Um, Let's do this more often. We will. Yeah. We will. Let's Next time we'll get hammered and. <laughs> Woo, we'll, the, do, we'll do shrooms or something. The people, the people who have been listening for a while remember my old podcast, The Tea, and me drinking was never a good, a good scenario for for what what needed to be said. Um, but Elijah, I want to thank you so much for coming on Nuance Podcast. Why don't you let them know where they can follow you? Yeah, um, very simple. Um, you can follow me at black underscore friend. Uh, yeah, I said it. Um, again, it's black underscore friend. Uh, I love people. Just hit me up. Like, I love talking to people. Um, you know, I got my girl Allison right here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, she's she's doing her thing. I'm trying to do my thing. So. Let's link up. Yes, Link. Friends. Yeah. Let's come on, link yeah. up. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna come back with my artist spotlight again. I wanna thank Elisha for coming on Nuance Podcast. Very, very, very first guest. Okay. Thank you guys. Bye. Black Artist Spotlight is going to go to Lisa from Lather. Lather is a company that is health and beauty. It's got body bars, uh, boba bombs, scrubs, and body butter. Please check out Lisa from Lather. She is my homegirl from Memphis. Everything that she makes is organic, hypoallergenic, so that means you can get it. Scrub them ankles, honey. Don't be ashy this summer. Make sure you check out Lisa from Lather. You can find her on instagram um that's lather underscore bar l-a-t-h-a underscore b-a-r or if you're ready to order which i would advise you to go ahead and do that (laughs) go to www.latherbar.com that's lather l-a-t-h-a-b-a-r.com hashtag turn up in the tub okay check out lisa from lather bar our next spotlight goes to Creative 10 Me Design Company. Um, they specialize in invitations, stationery, custom apparel, business cards, logos, graphic, web design, everything that you could ever need. Um, the CEO of the company is Ashley Jordan, who I grew up with from Memphis, Tennessee, another black girl doing her thing. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at Create10MeDesigns. That's C-R-E-A-T-E 10 the number 10 me designs and um if you want to uh, contact her directly you can send an email for info at create10medesigns.com or just check out some of her work at create10medesigns.com okay again artist spotlight these women are doing it for themselves okay all from memphis tennessee raised born and raised so check out ashley jordan's company create 10 me designs again the nuance podcast shirts were designed and shipped out immediately from ashley jordan we came up with the concept together and she shipped it out within that week so like there's a wonderfully fast turnaround absolutely amazing work quality business lady check her out create 10 me designs 
All right, last but certainly not least in our spot artist spotlight is going to go to Cody Dalrymple. Cody Dalrymple, aka CW Dalrymple, is an artist who does visual design. You can buy um, some physical art or digital art from her at her online store uh, that is society6.com slash girl. Or you can get some more original art at redbubble.com slash people slash girl. And if you have not seen any of her work, you have to check her out. You can go to Instagram, go to Cody underscore Watts, that's W-A-T-T-S underscore Dalrymple, D-A-L-R-Y-M-P-L-E. I appreciate this lady so, so much. Um, Again, another artist by way of Memphis. Uh, I believe she's actually living in New Orleans right now, but all the artwork, uh, the neon artwork that you see for the Nuance podcast was actually designed by her. Custom artwork for reasonable prices. Check out CW Dalrymple. You can hit her up on Instagram or again, go to her website, redbubble.com people slash girl.